0: happening happens. I, can't. I, can't. I can't. What we do in life Echoes in eternity This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my brand new online course Mindfulness for Anxiety The ultimate anxiety program If you're someone who suffers from anxiety, then I can tell you right now, you are not alone. In here at our center, we deal with people day in, day out, suffering from all types of addictions, from all types of mental illness. And the one common thread that we see in everyone at some level is this anxiety. So I've put together this online course with some of the best tools, the best healing methods we have here at the center to make it accessible to everyone and really start to tackle this problem. So for more information, please head on over to anxietycourse.online. That's anxietycourse.online and enter the coupon code SHIFTHAPPENS. That's all one word, SHIFTHAPPENS for 50% off the price of the course, which makes the course like... I think it's 40 bucks. So 40 bucks for a heap of on-demand video, 30 different lectures, a PDF syllabus to fill out and go through as you go in your own time, a bunch of meditations to download and much much more. So guys, head on over and start to get on top of your anxiety today. Hello you bunch of superstars. Welcome back to the Shift Happens podcast. I'm your host Ryan Hassan. Today, I have a very exciting episode. I have Catherine Ross on the show. Catherine's a clinical EFT tapping and anxiety specialist who's been helping clients overcome their blocks to health and happiness for the last six years. She has, like many people, been through her fair share of up and downs, which we go into in the podcast, but it's helped shape who she is and what she does now. She's also a mum of her two year old Lily, and she's super passionate about helping people access lasting drug free help outside the conventional methodology methodologies if i can get that out that are currently offered so this is a really cool chat we delve into what she's doing now where she's been in her past and what led her to be so passionate about EFT tapping which is what she does today we've also we get interactive in this episode there's an interactive demo that we do of EFT tapping in regards to social anxiety so guys hope you really enjoy this podcast it was an absolute pleasure sitting down with Katherine And without further ado, here's Miss Catherine Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Shift Happens podcast. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down at the desk here at the center with Catherine Ross. Catherine is... Uh, an EFT tapping specialist who deals a lot with anxiety, depression and really a lot of different things, right? Yeah, that's right. How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, look at this (laughs) sunshine here in Melbourne. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It is bloody beautiful. Even (laughs) if you're stuck in traffic on the way here, it's nice to be stuck in traffic when it's Yeah, when it is nice outside. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those days where it's like, Cold in the morning, but it's clear, and you can just tell it's going to be an absolute belter of a day. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And so you <laughs> came
0: from whereabouts are you, Heathmont?
1: I live in Heathmont, yes. Yeah. And do
0: you work out of there as well?
1: Um, mainly now because I've moved a lot of my business online. So, um, but I also have a, pr- a clinic in Mitcham. So,
0: clinic in Mitcham. Yeah. And EFT, EFT, emotional freedom technique.
1: Yes. Not banking, not FPOS. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never heard that one.
1: Yeah. I hear it all the time. <laughs>
0: You're gonna help, that would help with depression and anxiety, though, know, helping out with people's FFOS. Oh,
1: that's right. <laughs> so tell us
0: a bit about EFT. If for those, so let's, let's, I know a little bit, and I'm no expert, obviously, that's mm-hmm. why I've got you on, but let's, for someone who's like, what the hell is EFT, yeah. how would you start to explain that?
1: Sure. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, um, but some people have come across it online or have heard, you know, somebody talk about it and uh, they know it as tapping because that's essentially what we're doing. We're literally tapping on ourselves, which sounds really ridiculous, but- uh, it's it's actually absolutely amazing stuff actually so if you're ever familiar with uh acupuncture have you have you seen those you know lines and everything and the dots that they have up on, on the, uh, the meridians the right? meridians, yeah, yeah exactly on those statues of the the people um yeah. in the chinese herbs and all of that uh, yeah. places <laughs> yeah so we're actually uh using those meridians those channels of energy and uh, we're using a series of points acupressure points and we're actually stimulating them using our fingertips so yeah. all we need to do is just tap on them really lightly that accesses the um the spot instead of actually using needles like in acupuncture. So I like to liken it to um, emotional acupuncture but without needles.
0: Without needles. Yeah. That's good because a lot of people are funny <laughs> with needles.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: I, I went and had a I had some blood tests done recently and I was mm. just you know had to go to the the local clinic and get it done. I was just interested and I asked the lady I'm like because yeah. I'm all right with needles and she um, asked I'm like, how many people like what percentage do you reckon are like funny with needles and yeah. she said 50 to 60 okay. yeah 50 to 60 i have like a real like fear around it And she yeah. said i've had massive tattooed <laughs> men <laughs> in my office who've gone to water yeah and it was making me think of like i wonder where that comes from and i'm like mm. maybe drinking our dna it's like when we're in tribes and that, and you'd get shot with darts mm. and that kind of thing, or maybe even a snake's
1: yeah. piercing your skin. Just exactly. that piercing so of that's skin. So something being introduced yeah. into our body that's not supposed to. <laughs> so have you done
0: acupuncture? Pardon? Have you done acupuncture before? I
1: have had it done, yeah. yes, but I'm not an acupuncturist. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know
0: all about it, but I haven't had it done as yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. interesting about the meridians, you know, it's obviously the meridians have been around for you know thousands of years. Ancient yeah. Chinese wisdom has spoken mm-hmm. about it and that kind of thing. Uh, And I was reading a study recently, which is really cool, and it was showing how they're actually starting to find these centres on the body so they can actually measure it scientifically. Exactly. It's a classic thing. It's ancient wisdom. Yeah, (laughs) but we
1: don't even have the tools, you know, these days to to measure those types of things to that degree sometimes. So the science is a little bit behind because we literally don't have the instruments yet to, you know, figure out uh, essentially how a lot of this stuff works, particularly Mm. when we're talking about energy. So, yeah. Exactly.
0: And so how can... The tapping of these meridians start mm. to shift that energy.
1: So when we have a negative emotion, um, it creates a blockage in our energy system. So that's like you know if we're uh, it's like a short circuit essentially. So I like to think about it like um, if you switch on a television and you're not actually on the station and you can see the ants on the screen, it's yeah. all fuzzy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not getting a clear picture, obviously. So that's mm-hmm. us in stress. You know when we're thinking about something that's stressful, when we've been through something that's traumatic, or you know whether it's a deadline coming up at work or whether it was an issue that we experience back as a child, they're all going to be causing these disruptions in our energy systems. So um, what happens is that you know, when we're in that state, we've got all those ants on the screen, we can't think straight, we can't problem solve, we can't see a way out of the actual problem. Um, and so what we're doing when we're tapping is we're actually uh, reprogramming the brain and we're helping to tune that picture to a clearer um, mm. a clearer image.
0: Is that, when we're untuned, is that like mm. the, the prefrontal cortex here starting to come offline? Absolutely. Shut down? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That 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 part of us that's in charge of all the executive function and all the logical thinking gets (laughs) shut down and we're just being run by emotion. Absolutely. So so is this retuning process bringing that back online?
1: It is. So it works on the amygdala in the brain and the amygdala is a little almond-shaped part of our limbic system and it's responsible for sending us into fight or flight. So that's obviously the stress response. Lots Mm. of people have heard of fight or flight before Um, and, you know, when um, we were in caveman times and everything, there were obviously direct threats to our survival. So, you know, tigers coming at us, um, you know, other... The other people who might be wanting to uh, attack us so therefore that was something that was developed essentially to send us into fight or flight so that we were able to keep ourselves yeah, safe like, um,
0: like an alarm system right exactly yeah, yeah
1: a warning system and so it's going to send all the messages to the body to send us into physical symptoms of fight or flight as well so that's why you know if i hadn't worked on myself and i didn't didn't have a uh, if i had an issue with public speaking before i came here i would have noticed those physical symptoms of the fight or flight yeah, so like yeah. the shakiness the increased heart rate all of those things are just helping us to get um, out of that particular uh, you know, dangerous situation as quickly as possible so you know they would have been uh, real threats to our survival back in those times but you know, especially in the western world these days everything is go 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 everything sends us into that same response whether it's something that's actually hasn't happened yet is happening or has happened in the past that part of our brain hasn't evolved yet to actually recognize that it's not a threat anymore.
0: Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's interesting because we these we did have these actual life threats. You know, there was yeah. the lions, tigers, and bears, and there was you know we go without food like for mm. a long time. And now it's like that same part of the brain lights up if we're worried about what someone thinks of us. Yeah, oh, are they thinking about what I'm wearing? Like exactly. you know, it's, it's really strange. So it's just this old wiring in a new society.
1: Mm, yeah exactly yeah. and so what Eft is doing is it's helping to actually switch off that response mm. so when we're tapping we're literally sending a message to the amygdala in our brain that whatever it is that we're thinking about whether that's your know, an upcoming work deadline whether it's a craving for something whether it's a fear mm. um, or whatever the emotion is that it's actually okay so you can see in real time now they've actually done brain scans fMRI scans which is fantastic and you can see in real time when people are um, you know are exposed to a threat for instance say it's a uh, a fear of spiders if they have a spider phobia. That's funny and you mention that. <laughs> no, is that you? I hate spiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do some dubbing on that later. <laughs> but yeah, say I um, wired you up into this uh, this brain scan yeah. and, and put a spider in front of you, you would actually see that amygdala you can going around. See it nice. already? You yeah. can look at me. See <laughs> you can, <it>. you can. <laughs> <laughs> start tapping <laughs> and so you would be able to see that that actually um, is sending us into fight or flight yep. and then they would have people tap at the same time and and talking about the fear of the spider so actually eliciting those physical symptoms that we would normally feel so it's kind of like exposure therapy but you're counteracting that stress response so they can see when you're tapping um, around that fear of spiders for instance that that stress response is literally called off in real time in the amygdala so wow. it's all been clinically proven not just for fear and phobias and stuff like that but for a myriad of um, emotional and physical issues so as cool. well.
0: So with, um, also to so say, I'm in the FMRI with the spider on me. Mm. So <laughs> I'm doing the tapping, but I'm also speaking about my fear at the same yeah, time. Yeah,
1: yeah, because you know, people that say, oh, do I have to say what I'm feeling out loud? And the reality is, is that most of the time we spend so much of our time just trying to push everything under the rug and we, we can be very good at hiding from our stuff. So when we're bringing it up, we're voicing it. We're not letting ourselves get away with, you know, actually facing and confronting the issue. So that's why the um, talking about it is so powerful because it's bringing it front of mind and it's allowing us to actually feel that to the full force so that we can actually um, clear it. Yeah,
0: nice. Mm. And so with the clients that you see, so is there a predominant, um, people that come through your door?
1: Yeah, um, look it's mainly people with anxiety so mm. that's kind of become my niche um, naturally because anxiety is so prevalent these days. So prevalent. Yeah it yeah. underpins so many different um, things that we go through as well and it's something that more and more people are starting to actually um, present with yeah. to particularly children which is really um, disappointing because yeah. there's so much pressure on people and you know we're not wired to understand how to actually cope with it so mm. therefore we're always you know having, we're running at about a 6 out of 10 anxiety every single day without Realising it, yeah. so you know over time that stress response, if it's not called off off properly, you know we're we're actually going to um, send ourselves into chronic stress, which is the beginnings of disease and illness as of well. Of
0: course, yeah, you can mm. get that adrenal fatigue or had any that, any yeah. types of illnesses. <laughs> you know, I am um, I'm someone who's had anxiety for as long as I remember. Mm. And um, it was interesting that you say we just don't know it because it becomes normal. And it wasn't until I had done a lot, lot of work on me and being able to process and release a lot of things yeah, that I looked back and went, oh, shit, I've had anxiety my entire <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It just became the norm. Exactly. Um,
0: yeah, so prevalent, so prevalent. I say in here, like we obviously see all types of addictions, mental illness and that kind mm. of thing, but whether people are specifically coming in for anxiety Or it's one of the other things, there's still anxiety present. It's a secondary thing Mm. that's there. And it's in, I'd say, Pretty much everyone that walks through yep. our doors, like it's so prevalent.
1: Exactly. Nice. And
0: exactly. so you work with people one on one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Generally, so I see one on one clients, and I also do uh, workshops and things like that as well. And tapping can be great as part of a group, and that's the benefit yeah. of it because we get what's called borrowing benefits. Because when we're tapping for, say, a global issue, say we're just sitting here tapping for anxiety that any one of us might be feeling at this moment, because we're setting the intention on what we want to work with, energy is so powerful, yeah. so that actually increases the effectiveness of what we want to achieve um, by tapping as a group as well of so course, it can yeah, great everyone starts
0: thing. to feed off each other I yeah. um, was thinking about that recently with um Tony Robbins yes yeah so I love big tone yeah and I'm like you know I think <laughs> Banana I, hands I, yeah, yeah yeah I think he's amazing <laughs> yeah. and um yeah I just I, I used to think a while ago I'm like he's so good and he works with people and I think he he does these big events with lots mm. of people I'm like so he can just reach more people but I'm like nah I think there's another main reason he does it and yeah. it's that group energy thing exactly that's because when you've got you going yourself to change your life and you can have amazing things happen. But if you've got a thousand Mm -hmm. people all wanting that same thing for themselves and each other. Absolutely. It's just this, it's just this big ball of energy that, that's mm-hmm. so much more powerful than the single. So, yeah, yeah I've been thinking about that lately. So <laughs> And the workshops, tell me about those.
1: Um, so I run them on different topics. I tend to do um, just an introductory two-hour type workshops and I also run half-day intro to EFT workshops as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just a, you know, a nice little introduction on uh, different topics every time. So it might be anxiety, it might be um Relationships. You know, we're coming up to Valentine's Day tomorrow. Lots of people uh, want to work on, on that. But, you know, it's really yeah. about self-love. Um, there's lots of different topics that I work through. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just a really good opportunity for people to come in, experience a little bit of, you know, being able to let go of these behaviours and, and issues. Um, and then they walk away with a better understanding of how to actually apply it at home. Because that's the benefit of tapping is that it's a self-help mm. um, technique, which is great. So you can use it anytime, anywhere on any issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, mm. very applicable straight away, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. It's Valentine's Day. I saw a meme. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today, but I saw a meme the other day. And yeah, um, yeah it was a bottle of milk, and the expiry date was 14th of February. It's like yeah. when, you, when your milk's got a Valentine's date and you don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. That's cool. I, that, I love that. <laughs> um,
0: all right, cool. So let's talk a bit more about you and your story. So yeah. you're obviously very, very passionate about this. I can see when you talk about it mm. that you light up and like anyone who's found their thing, found their passion, they light up when yeah. they talk about it. Where does this all come from? What got you into EFT yeah. and being able to help people with these issues?
1: Absolutely. So I'm really lucky. I actually found what I wanted to do fairly early on in life um, and I went through a whole lot of different stuff beforehand, but I came back to this because when I was, um, I was young, I was about about 14, 15, uh, I I was a high level swimmer and I was training 10 times a week under an Olympic coach down at Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre. So really, really dedicated, lots of motivation, lots of structure, um, goals, you know, that I had. I wanted to get to the Olympics in 2004. So I worked really, really hard. And, you know, when you have that type of structure, things flow, you know, Um, it's like saying when you need something done, you give it to a busy person because they know how to, you know, get their stuff sorted. So that was me essentially. And I I had all that structure for a long time up then and I got sick twice with glandular fever so um, every time I got sick I'd have more time off and I you know swimming is a very lonely sport as well you're just staring at a you know, black, black line, line on the bottom right. <laughs> that's yeah. right and people always ask me oh what do you think about when you were swimming and I'd be like oh probably what I was having for dinner that night or you <laughs> know <laughs> lots of time for reflection but um, I, uh, I decided that look I, I just didn't want to do it anymore I suppose I lost that that passion for mm-hmm. it um, and when it becomes a chore I think that's when you have to reevaluate your life mm-hmm. and
0: uh, was that after you you had got sick the second time or yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. so I just sort of really enjoyed having time off a lot more than going back and I thought you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up and um I I suppose I went through what a lot of swimmers do as you can see in the news like Ian Thorpe and um you know Grant Hackett and Jeff Hugel they've gone through massive trauma and massive um I suppose they're they're feeling completely out of place when they give up something like that and particularly swimming I don't know what it is with swimming but there's some kind of you know um it's it's hard to make that transition from doing something so rigorously and with such dedication to okay, I don't have that structure, I don't have that motivation, I don't mm-hmm. have, you know, um, that exercise burning off food that I would be throwing yeah. into my body. Yep. So therefore I lost all of that but I, I didn't stop the eating and I didn't deal very well with um, with that transition. So, you know, there's a lot of other factors that come into it. I'd been to 11 schools, there was lots of, stif- you know, issues of bullying, lack of confidence um, mm-hmm. and then I fell into uh, depression, a bit of depression, like not chronic uh, depression but, you know, as we all go through, periods of, of um, feeling really down and uh, sure. everything as well. So then that led me into a situation where I had an issue of um, sexual abuse, abuse of power um, and I didn't think that that had any impact on me for a number of years and I just um, I ended up getting bigger and uh, really not thinking about what it is that was really causing it. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had... Uh, How old were you roughly here? Sorry about I that. was about... Oh, this went on for a few years. So yep. from about When did you 16, stop swimming? I stopped swimming at about 15. Yes. So so yeah, and then I had the issue of abuse when I was 16, mm. um, and yeah, just a whole lot of stuff you know that goes on in your head at that time, and uh, and then I just fell into um, using alcohol as a crutch because I didn't. You know, it helped me to feel you know when I would drink, it would be able I would be able to let things out, and yes. um, yeah, so I thought, well, um, I'll I'll just. Continue this, and I kept, I did drink, and I didn't, you know, go right down or anything like that. And, um, but I knew that there was a problem, and I knew that I was too reliant on it as Mm. well. So, um, that's when I realized, like, okay, maybe, maybe something is under here, and that, you know, I need to address something at a deeper level. Because my mum had sent me to, you know, all the different types of conventional therapies, I'd been to hypnotherapists, I'd been to lots of different people to kind of help me get over these issues. And, uh, and not just the alcohol, but everything else as well that was underpinning it, which is the, the biggest part so yes. um, then she actually went and uh, did a course in EFT and because it was you know quite new at that time I mean it's been been around since the 80s but you know we're obviously very slow to catch up in Australia so uh, yeah so she did that and then she helped me um, with some tapping and I thought oh, yeah, this is pretty good stuff and then I went and uh, and saw my trainer um, for for some tapping and I actually got some great results with it and I thought this who we is, both know by the who way we both know. Caroline. hi Caroline <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much much for for you know helping me to get here. What
0: was it like when your mum first came to you about the tapping? Do you know what it mm. could be like when your mum or someone yeah. like that comes and goes hey check this out and you're yeah. like yeah whatever
1: yeah that well, was what? me yeah was it <laughs> oh, yeah yes. but
0: something intrigued you though right for you yeah. to pursue it further yeah
1: and I've always been you know into natural health I've always um, my parents have been in the health industry for over 40 years so okay. I was always wanting to to do something more heart centred but you know of course yes being my mum you don't listen to your mum and you just go oh yeah what's this weird tapping <laughs> shit like I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> tapping on my head whatever go away and uh, so it did take me a while to sort of come around to it okay. um, but then when I went to see Caroline obviously and I got some great results with my own stuff and I was like yeah this is actually what I want to be doing so Mm. I then went and did you know sales for a number of years did business development management in recruitment and uh, I recognised that I wanted to help people I loved the helping people aspect of my job finding out what their problems were and trying to find a solution and then I thought when I got made redundant hey this is a great opportunity for me to channel what I love and what I know I can do into something that's more positive and that works for me and other people as well so that's when I went and uh, did my certifications and um, the rest is history so (laughs) from our greatest
0: voids come our greatest value every time i love it so go back when you first went to see caroline you Mm. said um you're able to clear a lot of your stuff what Mm. were some of the main kind of shifts that happened for you around that time like what are some of the things you were able to clear up or changes that were happening in your life around then
1: yeah um probably the issue of uh, of the abuse as well that I didn't I wouldn't have classified it as abuse at the time and uh, and so I suppose she helped me to see that it was it was really wrong and it shouldn't have happened yeah. um, and obviously all the the things that come from that so like the lack of trust all the beliefs that we get from those types of experiences like I'm worthless or you know there's there's a lot of stuff that came from that that I noticed that was underpinning those symptoms which are you know the drinking and the self-destructive behaviors and things like that so yeah. I realized that the, the alcohol was just a, a symptom or me trying to mask those things that had actually happened so when I was able to process that I was able to understand that you know I wasn't a bad person it wasn't my fault you know all these types of things that we're internalising we're carrying around with us um, I held a lot of blame for it, for it all as well mm-hmm. so I used to wake up every morning feeling completely guilty and shameful like I'd you know done something terrible <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah. I hadn't so um, yeah that was a really interesting shift for me as well. Yeah what's
0: well, it's that t- Taking something really that's subconscious and bring it up to the conscious because we can go mm. through these things when we're younger yeah. and say, and just sort of push it away and go, that, that wasn't a big deal, that wasn't a big deal. Yes. Um, and then all of a sudden, as the years go by, things start to play out, these certain yeah. patterns start occurring. Yep. And then someone goes, you know, it actually came from here <laughs> and this is why, and none of that was your fault. Mm. And like you said so the drinking sort of stopped after that or yeah,
1: yeah yeah so so i i now can can have a drink and not use it as a, a crush so yes. there's a difference between you know enjoying Different it intention, and, right? yeah that's right and it's not just drinking to numb the pain or drinking to forget or anything like that so um yeah it's just yeah, i'm able to look at it and, and see it as something to enjoy at the right time but not use it in that negative way anymore which yeah, is great of course. yeah mm-hmm. it's all about
0: that intention people ask me that all the time especially people <laughs> they're used to the old you know AA and NA model and they come in here and they're like so so you don't drink or anything anymore I'm like yeah I do Mm. you know I caught up with my best mate on Sunday we watched the UFC at the pub oh yeah yeah. (laughs) I had a pint you know it's it's totally different as opposed to just you know whereas I used to just keep drinking keep drinking keep Mm. drinking and then that would Mm. lead to drugs it's a whole different intention behind it um, when you when you clear up all the underlying stuff because as soon as people think you know if it's whatever if it's a gambling addiction whatever it's like. so i can't drink or do anything anymore yeah if you clear up your stuff you can do whatever you want in moderation instead of using it as a crutch
1: yeah and i think a lot of people you know can find that a block to actually getting help because they're so scared of the fact that you know oh well maybe i might have to give up this and i don't know how to live without that Yeah, the (laughs) the brain
0: doesn't like being told that no it doesn't like being told you're never gonna do this thing again. You're gonna meet resistance every time. Your brain's like, fuck you. (laughs) It likes choice, it likes choice. It does, it does, it does. Go back to um, just something kind of when you stopped the swimming and everything Mm. and said how it can be issue for swimmers. Do you think it it is as well to do with an identity thing? Like that's, you're training 10 times a week, you got this massive goal of going to the Olympics. Mm. I'm sure you would, if someone said, Catherine, You know, who who are you? Like, who's Catherine? You'd be like, I'm Catherine the swimmer. Yeah. Right? So that's your identity. (laughs) So then, and you see, I've seen that with a lot of other sports people as well, whether they've been just so intense on some sport and then an injury stops them or something. Mm. Now, Catherine the swimmer is just Catherine the. I don't know
1: yeah, and it's yeah. that
0: weird identity crisis of who the hell am I
1: exactly and it's interesting as well because when I was um, uh, when I was uh, in that issue of abuse and everything I then put on a lot of weight and I couldn't shift it uh, even into my early 20s as well and I was finding it really hard and didn't understand what it was mm-hmm. and it was because I didn't want to stand out so that's mm-hmm. another symptom of you know that type of, uh, of of issue and how it actually has a flow on effect physically mm-hmm. so um, I work a lot with weight loss as well and you know people it's about safety because it's literally a physical barrier between us and the world yeah. and, uh, and so what i had had made it mean was well if i'm if i'm slim and attractive then i'm more vulnerable and exposed and open to older men mm-hmm. taking advantage you see so therefore that was a better way for me to keep myself invisible and i loved just blending into the background you know having that mm-hmm. break of not standing out you know and so um that was a reason for me to hold on to that weight and that was something else that came from that shift is that when i let go of all of that issue and the incidents and everything i was able to feel okay again with letting go of the weight Mm. which was largely emotional you know we can lose kilos of emotional weight just by dealing with our stuff subconsciously
0: yeah that's so so important (laughs) like it's so important (laughs) because it's so true and you know the bloody weight loss industry is this, you know, million, million, billion dollar industry or whatever. And it's just like, well, you just have to adjust your diet and you just have to mm. not eat this and you just have to exercise a bit more. Yeah. If it's emotional reasons. It always is. Because, yes. like you said, I've seen it before, you know, if there's abuse of some type, mm. like you just said, the weight comes on to protect yourself subconsciously, mm. then someone. You keep trying these diets, this conscious force and willpower yeah. to do something. And maybe you find a diet and you're like, oh, I'm eating ketogenic now. It's awesome. Mm. And you start to lose the weight. And yeah. all of a sudden, your weight comes down. Mm. And maybe you're in the street or at a bar and a guy hits on you. Mm. All of a sudden, that subconscious Triggers. alarm goes off. Oh, shit. And then you put the weight straight back on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and everyone's exactly. like, oh, that diet doesn't work.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it's emotional. Exactly. And like Dawn French, you know Dawn French, the comedian? Yes. Yeah. 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 She yeah. The, yeah. vicar of Dibley. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Great lady. Love her. Yeah. <laughs> but she's always known as you know, um, a bigger a bigger woman and mm-hmm. she actually lost a few years ago literally half her body weight and I was reading in a magazine um, because she'd put it back on again really, really quickly, all of it um, and she said, when I lost that weight, I lost my identity. I wasn't mm-hmm. the funny fat lady anymore. Mm-hmm. So therefore, she had built a whole career on being that fat funny lady and mm-hmm. when she'd lost the weight, she couldn't identify with that new person mm-hmm. that she was. So and therefore... That, that yeah.
0: identity was more important to her yes. than that becoming healthier and losing the weight.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's... Exactly. there's
0: there's, always a greater benefit than a drawback in our yep. mind otherwise we, we won't do, take any action as a human being
1: that's right that's right and that's what EFT actually helps to address as well is mm. not just you know the um, what we call our motivators for you know losing weight or for getting off um, drugs or getting off alcohol or whatever it is we've also got to look at the reasons to hold on to it of course and so that's, that's where tapping is great yeah <laughs> exactly because yeah. you can come up with a list of all the pros of you know um, of being better or doing this differently but you've also got to look at okay well what do I have to give up or what does that mean for me what does it give me to have this problem still because you know Mm. interestingly enough we never look at that we always like to think of of how hard it is for us but it's serving us on some level so when we tap we can actually address the reasons to hold on to the problem which means that it's easier to facilitate you know letting it actually go so yeah Yeah, lots of ways of sneaking around it yeah well it's asking
0: the hard question too like if you have someone who's overweight and it's there's disease showing up in their life, Mm. you know, they've got sleep apnea, like all this hot, they feel their self-worth is through the floor. All this horrible stuff. Do you then say, what's the benefit, what benefit are you getting out of being this way? Yeah. That's people are like, oh, fuck you, I'm not getting any benefit (laughs) out of this. How dare you ask that? Yeah. But it's a really important question. Exactly. Because there is a subconscious benefit. Mm. Yeah. Really interesting. (laughs) Really interesting. So uh, from this point, you started then training to be an EFT practitioner from there?
1: Yes. So I started off in coaching. So I did um, some coaching and... I <clears throat> I realized that, you know, I could get clients to a certain point and consciously we could understand where, you know, a fear of rejection, for instance, may have come from. Yeah. But then well, what do you do with that? How do you shift it properly? Because consciously we can only access so much. So, um, you know, our, our brain is like, you know, the conscious part of an iceberg, sorry, the iceberg, uh, the top part is the conscious and then the subconscious is everything underneath, mm-hmm. you know, and that runs like up to 93% of our daily programs. So, you know, it's about addressing the subconscious stuff as well. And, um yeah yeah that's where all the good stuff is <laughs> exactly yeah, we, we
0: like to think our conscious mind's running the show yes no, yeah it no. doesn't <laughs> 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 That subconscious is all of our conditioning our programming our beliefs our memories our emotions yeah. all the stuff in there and it's
1: all held in there It's yeah. a big filing cabinet so <laughs> yeah it's a huge filing cabinet you gotta go
0: searching in there yes is yeah, the example like say summer's coming around i want to lose a few kilos right mm but I keep fucking eating chocolate cake every night right? <laughs> <laughs> and I keep doing it and then one night I eat this chocolate cake again and I'm feeling bad then I go over shower get out of the shower look at myself in the mirror and I just yeah. break down I'm mm. like fuck mm. no more chocolate cake that's it and I can be crying right Yeah. that's a conscious decision yes. if I have a subconscious belief that that chocolate cake is giving me comfort making me happy or taking me away from my emotional pain yeah. I might last a day I might last a week
1: Yeah.
0: I'm eating chocolate cake exactly. again. <laughs> and I'm going to gorge <laughs> on it more than ever
1: yeah that's right because
0: that conscious mind willpower mm. so that's why you yeah for you it was consciously you're like oh I've just put on this weight and everything mm. but your subconscious in that filing system is yeah. like I'm protecting you yeah, so you never have to go through what you went through again
1: exactly. so once
0: you're able to make peace with that yeah, the subconscious program changed mm. and then it takes no conscious effort or very yes. little conscious effort to make that change yeah, yeah
1: exactly so when we acknowledge where we are <laughs> we have to acknowledge where we are first before we can move yes. forward You know, some people try to skip to the end result without going through the process and that's when it doesn't happen, you know, it's about, and that's why EFT acknowledges, first of all, when we're doing what we call the setup setup statement, uh, which is even though I have this problem, I'm still okay, or I accept myself. Mm -hmm. It's actually so healing in itself just to say that because the brain's so used to trying to ignore what's going on and we're Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, always shove everything under the rug, that to say, hey, I have this issue, but... I'm, like, I'm alive, I'm still okay and I'm safe and I accept myself with it anyway mm. is really healing and it's enabling us to relax and go, okay, I'm open to actually letting go of this now. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge where you are first of all before you can move forward. So important. Yeah. Otherwise
0: you're in a bit of a fantasy, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, you can be in like a real anxious state and you're just like, I'm fine, I'm calm, I'm relaxed, mm. I'm good. Like, mm, <laughs> But exactly. you're not acknowledging that first step. Yeah. So, yeah. Once you really truly acknowledge that, it's like you can just take a big breath, you know, mm. It's like saying, I'm anxious and I'm really nervous. Then you're like, okay, it's out in the open. (laughs) <laughs>
1: mm, that's right. That's yeah. right. And it's the same with addictions as well to actually, you know, acknowledge that, hey, maybe I have this problem and so many people do, you know, it's mm. not something to be ashamed of. And I think that we have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and there's societal pressure to be a certain way. And if you have, uh, if you rely on something, then, you know, it makes you a bad person or you're weak or you don't have any willpower or all of these types of things. So there's all these other layers that, you know, are around an actual issue mm. that we've got to address. So, of course. yeah,
0: serving a purpose. That's mm. like the old school thinking is going oh you're you're an addict that's a moral failing how can yeah. you make those horrible choices yeah exactly um, that's someone's conscious mind talking yeah <laughs> yeah subconsciously that person yes. you know as the example like it's been shown that uh, babies who aren't held a lot babies who their mother either isn't there physically or isn't mm. there emotionally not in emotional attunement with the baby mm. the opiate receptors in their brain don't uh, form properly yeah so then all of a sudden you the opiate receptors like feeling love feeling comfort mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the person grows up without having these opiates be able to flow through their brain properly and all mm. of a sudden they they're trying uh, alcohol and all these different things and all of a sudden they come across heroin yeah. you ask every heroin addict what it was like when they shut up heroin for the heroin for the first time yeah. they'll say it was like getting a big warm hug okay? yeah okay so for the first time in their life they felt that comfort and that mm. love they never got as a baby mm. and then people look at them and go look at what you are doing you're a bad person for doing mm. that you need to stop yeah so you're telling someone to stop the only way they can feel love on this earth that's how right. fucking dare you say yeah. that to
1: someone. <laughs> that's right it's just misdirected self-love you know all of Absolutely. these things we're just trying to nurture ourselves and and i think that um uh, even my naturopath she's amazing and she she said um, that you know it's actually just you trying to nurture yourself yep. it's not you doing anything wrong you're not you know um failing or you're not a, a bad person you're just trying to nurture yourself and that's how you're doing it some people do it through food some people do it through shopping you know yep. it's just all these ways that we're trying to, to keep ourselves safe and give ourselves what we need at that time yeah, mm. yeah that's
0: what i say We've, we're on a spectrum like would people like to say you know, you're an addict you're not um yeah. You, know, you have depression, you don't that kind of thing but we're all just sitting on this spectrum and we've all got our own little vices at the end of the day
1: exactly you know,
0: if someone you know the shopping, the shopping addict might be fine, they're like hey, I've got a problem, I'm all good you know <laughs> um, But if someone is in a position where they say, hey, whatever this behavior is, whether that's drugs or alcohol or shopping or sex or mm. work, whatever it is, um, I want to make a change and from that point it's like alright let's look at what benefit you're getting yeah. and what's happening in the subconscious
1: Exactly and that's why some people swap one addiction for the other because they yeah. haven't addressed the core issue that's underneath yeah. what they're, they're looking for emotionally as well so you know when people um, quit smoking for instance you know that a lot of them say that they put on weight because they turn to food yes. it's something else to do you know it's because they haven't addressed it at that subconscious level as to what they actually are looking for.
0: Absolutely mm. yeah you see it a lot there's this thing called the addiction pyramid. Mm-hmm. And so we get addicted to three things. Sensation. Mm. That's the main one. That's like whatever sensation we get from a drug or a behavior. Mm. Then we have an addiction to security. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we also have an addiction to power. Yeah. And so if whatever if we stop whatever's giving us the sensation if we don't find another thing to give us a sensation, we'll go to one of the other two. Mm. And you see it real commonly, right? So if you imagine the sensations at the top of the pyramid. So you can have, say, a couple. Mm. okay, And a couple are both addicted to ice. They have this ice addiction. And they're like, fuck, we've got to stop this for whatever reason. And mm. they stop. But they haven't addressed the underlying reasons why. Yeah. You see this very commonly. So they both go from being addicted to ice, addicted to the sensation they get from it. Mm. And it generally works this way. The female goes into an addiction to security the male goes into an addiction to power mm. all of a sudden they're in this relationship now where he is becoming very very abusive if not physically then verbally mm. checking her phone every 10 minutes making sure she has to know where she is at every yeah. second of every hour of every day and then she'll stay in that relationship because she's scared because she has an addiction to that security mm. so yeah it's so common we'll, just, we'll switch it up if we don't yeah, address the, the reasons why yeah wow. so i'm thinking mm. Can we do a tapping (laughs) like now and people can do it along with us? Something really basic to give people an idea of how it will work. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there something that comes to mind for you? Do you want a specific like um, scenario?
1: Sure. You can tell me what you might like to tap on and we can tap on Okay.
0: Social anxiety. So maybe I am... I'm going to a gathering or I'm catching up with a few people with coffee mm-hmm. and I get this social anxiety yep. and I'm on the car on the way there and mm-hmm. that anxiety is just coming out and I park the car yep. and I'm just freaking out about going in to see them.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to talk you through the points as well because otherwise people are not yeah, going to know yeah, where, where fine. we're tapping. <laughs> people are going to do it along with us. That's fine. <laughs> okay, awesome. So I'll tell you what the points are that we yep. use first of all. So you just choose a side. It doesn't matter left or right. You okay. s- most people just choose their dominant side um, and they tap with the opposite hand. So we're going to start off on what we call the karate chop point. So um, if you think about in in karate, where do they break the board? They break it with the side of their hand. So that outside um, of the the pinky, you know, that fleshy part. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, so we're going to use our opposite hand to tap on that fleshy part I'm left-handed, there. So I,
0: I'm left yep. handed so I'm going to go this way though. Yeah,
1: whatever feels comfortable. There's no okay. right or wrong and the good thing is is that you can't stuff it up. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, even if you miss a point or whatever you still get the benefit. So it's Beautiful. literally the people's method. That's great. Okay. Excellent, you've got it there. Good. Okay, and then the next um, point that we use is the top of the head. Yep. So it's where the um, sort of flat the, part is. The crown? Yeah, yeah on the crown. The crown that's chakra right. for those spiritual <laughs> people out there. That's it. And then we move down to the eyebrow point. So we're just working on one side of the face um, and that's where your eyebrow actually starts, not in the middle of the head.
0: Ah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: excellent. And then out to the side of the eye, so it's where the um, sort of eye socket bone is on the side just there, near next
0: to the temple. Yeah, there. Yeah, just
1: next to the temple. Yeah. And then underneath the eye, where the eye socket bone is. Yeah. And that's a really good one if you're feeling yep. sick or nauseous Cheek as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the top of the cheekbone essentially. Gotcha. Um, but that's uh, connected to the stomach meridian. So if you're ever ah. feeling nauseous or um, anything like that, it's a really good one to focus on. Yeah. Um, underneath the nose is the next point. Sort of on that cupid's, um, whatever they call it, cupid's bow or whatever. <laughs> Just is that, top what's of that li- one? the top of your lip. Where the, that little dip is, uh, ah. the top of your lip, yeah. <laughs> cupid's bow. Well, don't quote me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just Valentine's Day tomorrow, it's yeah. all coming <laughs> up. <laughs> on the chin there, that's it. And then it's called the collarbone point, but it's not on your collarbone. It's about a couple of inches down and it should be a little bit sore, sort of out to the side. Oh, yeah. If you press in, you should be able to... So you've got your collarbone
0: there, which you can feel, and it's just below that. Yeah, just below just that.
1: Below that. Um, and if you use, you know, your hand to tap your four fingers, you're going to actually send the vibrations to hit the point anyway, so it doesn't nice. have to be completely accurate. Yep. <laughs> and then the last one that we use is under the arm, So where your bra strap sits, Ryan. <laughs> 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 or men, it's three inches down from your armpit Uh, (laughs) ladies wear your brass straffings that's only on the weekends i wear those that's right Excellent. So they're the basic points that we right. use. Let's, um, let's run through these now. Yeah. I'm going
0: to try and explain it because yep. I'm just going to learn it. Okay. So we have the karate chop. Yep, okay, side of the hand. on the outside of the hand uh-huh. there. It's just, I've just got two fingers yep. and I'm just tapping on there. Mm-hmm. Next one's the top of the head. Mm-hmm. So right on the crown, the top of the head.
1: Yep. Right. looks a bit funny. It's like, you know, if you're doing that and trying to rub your stomach at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> which One you don't have to ones. do. <laughs>
0: then from the crown, the top of the head, we're going to the eyebrow. Yeah. So it's just where the eyebrow starts. starts. So yep. on the inside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And from there, we're going out to the outside of the eye. Yep. Just sort of just in front of the temple.
1: Mhm.
0: Then un- under the eye. Yep. Under the nose. Mhm. The chin. How am I doing?
1: Very well. <laughs> You've done this before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Onto the the co- just below the collarbone. Yep. And then the bra strap. <laughs> you
1: remember that one. You won't forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so they're the points we're focusing yes, on. Yes. Okay.
1: Excellent. Good. All right. So, say you have a, a um, social anxiety. All right. I'm, so I'm
0: sitting in the car. Yeah. I've parked outside the cafe or the gathering, wherever mm-hmm. I'm about to go into, and um, I'm starting to get anxious. Yeah. My stomach's starting to play up. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, not not good.
1: Okay. All right. So it's sitting in your stomach then the anxiety yeah, yeah. all right so, so, we wanna... f- so
0: for me that's yeah i've got crohn's mm. disease and i'm mm. certain that my fear and anxiety when i was younger manifested that crohn's disease and yep. it's all what they've always been linked Yeah. yes exactly <laughs> see that very
1: often <laughs> okay so when we're talking about tapping we you know it's best to focus on one specific issue so we want to be as specific as possible okay. so we're going to narrow it down so it's social anxiety yep. then we want to ask ourselves okay whereabouts in our body do we feel this because it helps us to zero in on it and focus so yep. as you said it's in your stomach Mm-hmm. Okay. You could also then say, you know, okay, how does this anxiety feel? Is it a fluttery feeling? Does it a nauseous feeling or whatever? So really trying to describe it as best that you can. So mm-hmm. is there any particular feeling that you would normally have then if you were sitting there?
0: Yeah, it's. like I would feel it in my stomach but then it would be a, like you imagine my heart,
1: mm. it's
0: like down in my stomach and beating really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So that would be a, like a, um, a pounding yeah. anxiety. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then you can give it a colour as well if you want. So red. Red, yep. yeah. <laughs> and the most important thing is to re- um, is to rate it out of 10 as to how intense it yeah. is. So obviously yep. zero being it's not a problem, 10 is really, really bad. Yep. So out of 10, how intense would that social anxiety be if you're um, in that situation? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yep. All right. So now we've got all of the, the tools to tap with. We've got our, um, you know, our emotion. We have where it is in the body, how it feels. Um, we've given it a colour and the, how it feels and the colour aren't 100% necessary if you're just starting off. Um, but anything that, you know, helps us to focus on what the actual issue is, mm-hmm. we can add into the tapping as well. Yeah. And then we've got the out of 10. So it's about an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And when we tap, we're going to check back in and see if that number shifted. So ideally, we want to okay. get it down to a 3 or below because 3 means that we can walk around and we're, you know, it's manageable. Yeah, yeah, so um, we still
0: can function. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and we don't get everything down to a 0, but that's okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'd start off and we do what's called the setup phrase. So that's, the, as I was talking about before, that even though I have this, I'm still okay. Yeah. I so bet. you, um, we would start off on the karate chop point and yep. you'd really tune into that feeling of anxiety, okay? Mm. So I want you to feel that feeling of anxiety if, as if you were there. And if you're not feeling something at this moment, you can put yourself in a situation where you wouldn't normally feel that way, mm. okay? And sort of work it up, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, so what we're going to do is say this setup phrase, which is telling us what it is and what the problem is. Uh, we're going to say that twice, okay? So we'll say, even though, even though, I have this pounding red anxiety,
0: I have this pounding red anxiety, all in my stomach, all in my stomach,
1: because I'm really anxious about meeting up with these people,
0: because I'm really anxious about meeting up with these people,
1: I deeply and completely accept myself,
0: I deeply and completely accept myself,
1: even though,
0: even though, I
1: have this pounding red anxiety,
0: I have this pounding red anxiety,
1: all in my stomach.
0: All in my stomach. And we're tapping as I do this. We are, yes,
1: on the karate chop, sorry. (laughs) Because I really don't want to be amongst all of these people.
0: Because I really don't want to be amongst all these people. It
1: makes me feel so anxious. It
0: makes me feel so bloody anxious. (laughs)
1: All in my stomach.
0: All in my stomach.
1: I deeply and completely accept myself.
0: I deeply and completely accept myself.
1: Okay, now we want, we are doing the reminder phrases. So that's just tapping and talking about the problem. And you can say the same phrase over and over or you can just, you know, talk about how it actually feels and why you have it. So okay. we'd start off at the top of the head. Top of the head. All of this pounding red anxiety.
0: All of this pounding red anxiety.
1: I'm fe- And then down to the eyebrow. Yep. I'm feeling so anxious about this situation.
0: I'm feeling so anxious about this situation.
1: Inside of the eye. I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I'm there.
0: I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I'm there.
1: Under the eye. But right now I'm feeling really anxious. But right now I'm feeling really anxious. Under the nose. All this pounding red anxiety. All this pounding red anxiety. On the chin, feeling so anxious all in my stomach.
0: Feeling so anxious all in my stomach. And
1: the collarbone, all this social anxiety.
0: All this social anxiety.
1: Under the arm, all this anxiety about being around people.
0: All this anxiety around being around people
1: of the head. Something about it doesn't feel safe.
0: Something about it doesn't feel safe.
1: Then eyebrow. All of this pounding red anxiety.
0: All of this pounding red anxiety.
1: Side of the eye. All in my stomach. All in my stomach. Under the eye. I don't want to be amongst these people.
0: I don't want to be amongst these people.
1: Under the nose. Something about it doesn't feel right.
0: Something about it doesn't feel right.
1: On the chin. All this pounding red feeling in my stomach.
0: All this pounding red feeling in my stomach.
1: Then collarbone. All this red anxious feeling.
0: All this red anxious feeling.
1: Under the arm, all this pounding red anxiety.
0: All this pounding red anxiety.
1: Okay. So then we would just take a nice deep breath in and out. And check in again. So you would connect with that feeling mm-hmm. and uh, tune into how it feels. So try to work up that anxiety. And then notice if the number has shifted.
0: Okay. I'm not anxious now. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just play along. Let's yeah. say. Uh, all right, I'm down to a four. Yeah. I'm just, It was an eight, now, now mm-hmm. I'm down to a four.
1: Yep. Okay, so that was only two rounds of tapping. So ideally we'd do three rounds and then check in. Yep. Um, and then if it's down to a three or below, great, you might be able to get on with your day. If it needs a little bit of work, then you're going to keep tapping. Yes. So we'll start so it you're again. So
0: you're monitoring as yeah. that number's coming down. Yeah,
1: that's right. And sometimes if it's not shifting, it can be because we're not being specific enough. Yeah, so if yeah, you okay. know that there's um, a past issue, for instance, connected to this anxiety and last time, you know, somebody... Yeah, like
0: Okay, let's say that I'm just saying I don't want to go in here because I'm socially anxious. Mm. However, underneath, Mm. there's a certain person that's there. Yes. Who I've got some underlying issues with that I haven't resolved. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, what so you so would that's add a sign. So say if that's not coming down, I've done like four rounds, I'm like, fuck,
1: yeah. <laughs> still an eight. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly.
0: Then I can ask, I can go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And often yeah. the
1: tapping actually gives you clarity around it. So you might actually start off not knowing where that comes from, for instance, but when we're actually tapping, because we're tuning that picture to a clearer image, remember, um, we're actually getting more information and we're allowing stuff to come up for mm. us. So we can get more clarity around where the actually where the issue actually stems from for instance or what's really underneath it yeah. and then you just add that into your tapping so it's really flexible as you saw like I just made a whole lot of stuff up around you know what that might be so um, the so, more specific so I could then
0: change up mm. so say it hasn't come down then I'm like oh well Gary's gonna be there mm. I'm making up Gary <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> um, I always feel uh, stupid in front of Gary. Yeah. Gary's always he, he's doing all this smart stuff and that, and I actually feel quite inferior when he's around, and I don't, and yeah. I don't minimise myself. Yeah. So then I would start the tapping again and say.
1: Even, even though, though Gary's there, yeah. Even though yeah. Gary's there, and he makes me feel really inferior, and that's making me feel really anxious yeah, about seeing yeah. him. I deeply and completely accept myself.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So and you don't want to so go
1: on and on and on in the, you know, in yeah, the, the yeah, setup yeah. phrase, but just keeping it succinct, but also making sure that your brain can understand and of relate course. what it's to actually about.
0: And then all of a sudden it comes down from yeah. an eight, and then you're like, oh, it was the Gary thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Silly Gary. <laughs> Bloody <gazzle>. Damn Gary. <laughs> Who invited
0: Gary? Awesome. <laughs> (laughs) Awesome, awesome. That's cool. I feel something with some uh, people's really applicable steps to go forward with. That's really, really cool. And
1: you can apply it to even, you know, a headache that you have as well because there's almost an emotional um, underlying issue with every physical illness and ailment and disease as well. So, um, yeah, I I use it for physical pain all the time. I used it for... uh, pain relief, my only pain relief in labour with my daughter, <laughs> so yeah, yeah So you just use the tapping yeah, yeah, yeah. she's the little prodigy, so um, yeah, it's uh, hilarious when I tap on her but uh, yeah. yeah, you can use it with kids, you can use it uh, for literally anything and everything, which is, and, uh, is and the was benefit your, I think you
0: said the other day, was your partner tapping on yeah, you Yeah, yeah, he you, was when good, when I was really birth? not
1: in a position to yeah. be doing it myself, but uh, yeah so bless him, he did it for me <laughs> <laughs>
0: So cool Yeah, yeah, awesome. so there's lots
1: of applications and uh, and the great thing is it's all scientifically backed now as mm-hmm. well. So um, there's a, a wonderful uh, lady called Dr. Peter Stapleton who's doing a hell of a lot of research up at Bond University mm-hmm. um, with EFT. So specifically with uh, with using it for cravings as well um, and food. So cravings-wise, um, you know, when we're talking about addictions, EFT is fantastic for that because, once again, you're actually taking out the emotions and the emotive part of what's driving that craving. So mm-hmm. if people are, you know, going into a rehab program or they're, they're wanting to stop, um, you know, eating badly or drinking or drugs or cigarettes or anything like that, they can actually literally tap for those cravings so say mm. you're sitting there and you're like oh my god okay i really need a drink right now you could sit there and tap like even though i really need a drink right now and i'm really craving this alcohol i deeply and completely accept myself yeah and literally it reduces the cravings by up to 83 percent i think in the um one of the particular test groups wow. within 20 minutes wow so I'm yeah i reading <laughs> that study and i'll post it in the show yeah, notes that's really yeah really there really are cool. heaps of them so um because um, that's really
0: important i mean mm. in those moments if you can yeah. bring a craving down from a nine down to a Three or four. I mean, that's so Absolutely. so powerful. That can change someone's life.
1: Exactly. And I run cravings workshops quite often, like you know, oh, on, on oh weight wow, loss or yep. whatever it is. And mm-hmm. uh, especially around Easter time, I like to run cravings workshops for chocolate lovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never really buy the expensive chocolate to, to do it in real time because we'll you know we'll test it and I'll give them the chocolate or the chips or the lollies or the coke oh, or whatever, so they'll have it there. and they'll have it there. Yeah. And so many of them are like, oh my god, I just want to eat this. You know, when can I stuff it in my mouth? And yeah. then we do some tapping, and literally after like ten minutes, they all, no one has ever left with the chocolate that i've given them really no it's all gone in the bin and i don't need it either so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a yeah a great testament to how um, how powerful it is as well yeah mm. wow so cool so so cool
0: <laughs> um all right let's get into some of the questions mm. um the quick question around
1: here
0: yep so along your journey um what do you think is a main uh, negative emotion or maybe a negative thought pattern that you've had that's held you back the most something you've had to really work on
1: yeah, I think it's something that all of us have. Um, and, it you know, it's always there to some degree. And it will come up in our lives no matter what. But the, the belief that I'm not good enough, yeah. I think, is the, you know, is the biggest thing that I see in my practice as well with clients. Um, you know, they always have a belief that they're not good enough. Yeah. And it's funny because we can have the best childhood, the best upbringing, you know, we can be given everything and given love, but there's something missing. So, And it doesn't mean that it's because of our parents or because of certain people. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, an innate thing because we have to fit in as well from an evolutionary, primal perspective, it's about not being rejected because that's dangerous, you know, not being part of the herd. So um, that whole belief that I'm not good enough and I think that when I ventured into my my practice – there was a huge conflict there around, like, who the hell am I to step in and, and help people and help them with, you know, big life issues. Yeah. And people are going to look at me and go, like, oh, you're not 96. You can't help people because you don't have all of that life experience. <laughs> but the great it's thing that is um, imposter
0: syndrome, ex- isn't it? Yes,
1: imposter yeah. syndrome, exactly. And that's exactly what I had as well because I could relate it back to a, an experience that I had when I was 18. And I was a nanny as well. I did a, on and off nannying for quite a while. I was really good at it, loved yeah. kids, looked after, um, at one point, I was uh, looking after three kids under the age of five, Mm -hmm. um, 10 hours a day uh, at 18 years old. And that was just one of the families that I worked for. So um, I actually got a a call from the agency I was with that said, uh, oh, we've got this really great um, family for you. They've got two teenage girls and all you need to do is just pick them up twice a week for a couple of hours um, and just supervise their homework. And she was really excited to have me. And um, I thought, great, you know, excellent. I'm really excited to, to go for this job, this interview the next day. And then I got a call from the nanny agency that night. And she said, oh, I'm really sorry but the husband found out how old you were and said there's no way I'm having an 18 year old in this house I know what I was like at 18 and there's no way she's coming in and I thought I was just Devastated. I yeah. took that very, very personally um, because I thought, you know, you've just made a judgment of me without knowing anything about me and I come with based, all these references. Based on what you were like yeah, when you were 18. Yeah, which is a guy, <laughs> completely different, right? We all know women are way more mature at that age.
0: <laughs> I was about to try and stand up for yeah. men, but I can't. <laughs> I got in there correct. too quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. So rest assured, I was not like him at 18. I'm sure, but um, that was actually the, I could pinpoint that as the the moment where I developed that belief: I'm not good enough, yeah. and I'm an imposter. And so I dragged that into my practice, and the, my practice would reflect that belief all the time until yes. I got rid of it. You know, so that's probably been the biggest, uh, yeah, the biggest hurdle in my life is overcoming that imposter syndrome. And now, if I believe in something, and I would like something, and I'd like to do something, I just go for it. And I think, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. So many other people do it. There's nothing that sets me apart from everybody else who yeah. goes and you know like yeah all the
0: people that have done amazing things and created great things they've yeah. all at some point th- thought they weren't good enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> and right. we, we we just see the result of it so yeah. we see it once they're past it and yeah go, oh man i could never be like that but they thought the exact same thing
1: absolutely and that's really
0: important i think yeah whatever if it is a business or if it's you know just with work in general or if things aren't happening mm. and we automatically want to go well i just you know, the clients aren't coming in or yeah. that uh, that I didn't get that job that I went for or, you know, I'm not getting enough hours here. Mm. Instead of blaming the external thing, yeah. do the U-turn instead of pointing outside point in and go, oh, yeah. hang on, what what is it that I may need to shift? Because exactly. it's f- crazy once you shift something in yourself, however, all the external world starts to change. Yeah.
1: yeah, and we can't affect change with everybody, but we can work on ourselves. And when we yes. work on ourselves, because, you know, energetically we're all linked, that then has a flow-on effect and can absolutely change, you know, relationships around us and interactions as well. So, yeah, 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 it's, yeah a good, go, it's a good belief to work on. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> you, you go through a big shift then you're you, you like, oh, all these clients are coming in now. What yeah. a coincidence. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, next question. So is there anything right now in your life you're focusing on self-development-wise? <laughs> is there certain, something you're – an area of your life that you're trying to work on at the minute?
1: Yeah, um, I think once again, it's building upon that belief that I am good enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, taking my business further and, and, you know, reaching more and more people as well. So um, just setting goals for myself and, and going, you know what, it's okay for me to achieve that mm-hmm. as well. And just trying to grow into that person that I am, trusting myself because I had a lot of um, lack of trust, <laughs> I suppose yep. you could call it, yeah. And uh, and listening to myself, listening to my intuition and letting that guide me as well in decisions. So um, I'm really working on letting go of stuff and uh, and also just trusting, and in the flow of life because now when we release, um, you know, what's it called um, attachments to outcomes and expectations and we just allow so many things can happen for us mm. so I really try to integrate you know just asking the universe for support asking the universe to um, to help me and to guide me and you know it, it happens like this when you let go and you just allow so really Absolutely. working on that um, of course my tapping as well because I've got to practice what I preach <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah it's like oh god no I should do some tapping now <laughs> I've yeah. got a few minutes so yeah working on my own personal peace procedure yeah. Um, because yeah the more I'm clear Well the clearer I am, the better I'm able to help my clients as well.
0: Of course. And Mm. so do you think that helps you set at the start then setting goals and then knowing that it's okay for you to have that yeah and is that a process of letting go letting go of all those reasons why maybe yeah you can't have that
1: yeah Yeah. exactly exactly because otherwise people hide and i see it all the time because i work a lot with you know startup businesses or entrepreneurs and they're like oh i I have this you know fear of being seen because i might be Mm. rejected because i'm not good enough yeah
0: yeah of course yeah and then as as soon as we have stress around our goals Mm. They, they become very far off. away. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cause yeah. That's what I
0: said. I'd set all these lofty goals and everything mm. back in the day about what I want, and they'd be just, you know, really far away. And then all of a sudden, yeah. even setting those goals and looking at it, I'd have fear around it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to attract that if I've got that fear still stuck there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, habits and routines. Are you a habits and routines person?
1: I do like routines. Yeah. Yes. Is there yeah. maybe
0: one or two things that you do every day that really helps? keep you on track, keep you happy, healthy and strong?
1: I really like practicing gratitude because I think that, you know, there have been times in my life where, you know, I literally had nothing. And when I started my business, that was a good time because I literally had no money and nothing like that. And, uh, And just having gratitude for what I do have. So, you know, this morning, for instance, I was laying in bed and I was up, quite a few times throughout the night because my daughter was having a I don't know sleep regression or some rubbish and uh, how dare she and um, (laughs) (laughs) of course the night before like you know I've got to come and do this early but I was laying there at a quarter to six and it was still dark and I thought oh my god I can't get back to sleep because I've got to get up in you know an hour and I thought hey, just let go and just, you know, do some meditation, just, you know, be and have gratitude for the bed. So I had gratitude for the bed, how comfortable it was. I had gratitude that I had a nice pillow. You know, all of these things bring more of what we have, you know. Mm. So if we're focusing on what we do have, we attract more of that. If we're focusing on everything that we don't have, we keep reinforcing that as well. Mm. So, yeah, that's something I really try to integrate into my daily um, practice is just being grateful for literally little things as well. And do
0: you find yourself like this morning – Uh, catching yourself when you're being ungrateful and that's when you do it yeah Yeah, exactly
1: and even the other day when I had uh, a few clients back to back on a Saturday and I was like oh Oh, I want to just have a weekend like other normal people, you know. Yeah. I've got all these work things to do, and I got into that sort of space because I, I just had some other stuff that I wanted to work on, and I, you know, was thinking, oh my god, I don't have this time, and blah blah blah. And then I thought, hang on a second. And I went through every client that I had in my head, and I was like, oh, I remember this client. She's amazing. She's like my dream client. She's wonderful, yeah. and she gets great results. This client is a new client. You know, it's an opportunity to, you know, to talk to her more about EFT and, and expose her to this amazing therapy. And then the other client, oh, I've known this client for three years. That's right, we have a great report, and it ends up being something that you're really looking for to so changing the energy around mm. stuff so yes of course i still have those moments as well like everyone does but the difference is that i don't get caught up in it it's yeah. a matter of acknowledging it going oh yeah that's that behavior again and going okay i'm gonna let that go yeah it's like, like of complaining
0: becomes a trigger to bring you back to gratitude yeah instead of just going down the complaining rabbit hole and yep. spending weeks and months yeah. there <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i love it i love it um any books or documentaries, you a reader? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so I try any, to, yeah, I yeah. try to get it in. Well, is there any <laughs> books, docos or resources or mm. mentors, anyone um, that has really helped you along your journey?
1: Hmm. Um, I really like uh, the movie Emotion. E-motion um, and it's all about, you know, how our beliefs affect our biology as well. Yes. So, you know, how how our emotions and what we experience, how they, you know, when we internalise them, come out physically and affect our physiology mm-hmm. too. So, that's a really interesting one. Um, and I also like Nick Ortner's book, The Tapping Solution. So, it's all yes. about EFT. Um, it's a great introduction to people who are not unfamiliar with it and, uh, yeah, I find that his work's really, really great. So, he's been at the forefront of taking it into uh, the mainstream, which is yep. awesome, back in the US. So, awesome. yeah. Awesome that
0: emotion one that's you can find that online i think i've seen that yeah, one yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. so bruce mm-hmm. lipton's on that one i, I love I bruce lipton
1: yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. also a new one that's i don't know if it's out yet but it's called heal have yeah, you yeah um
0: it's sort of out yeah i think i get emails saying okay. that it's coming out soon yeah. Or,
1: yeah yeah so i look forward to checking that one out yeah. too so mm. the biology
0: of belief by bruce lipton's another good book on Absolutely. that topic really really cool
1: yep
0: awesome mm-hmm. let's finish up and uh, let's let everyone know where they can find you where they can get in touch with your work whether it's you know, following along on Facebook or mm-hmm. um, a workshop or one on one, where's the best place to get in touch?
1: Um, probably start at my website. So it's breakfreewitheft.com. And uh, and on there, there's a contact form and everything with my details. Um, and my Facebook is Break Free with EFT yep. as well. And I've also got Instagram, which I just just got recently, very recently. So um, yeah, and they have a few posts on there, but I'm um, working on that. So that's Break Free with EFT as well. So yeah, Break Free with
0: EFT. Break Free with EFT. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Catherine. You're this you're was very an absolute welcome. ball. We even got to do an exercise on air, which is really yeah. really cool. And um. I encourage anyone who's more interested in, in EFT to get in touch with Catherine and yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Excellent. Awesome. Thanks now so you so can go and catch coming. up with Gary without an issue up there. <laughs>
0: I want to be friends with Gary now, I
1: think. <laughs> There's a whole other dimension of healing that's happened.
0: <laughs> I, ju- I don't think – I'm trying to think. I, I said Gary because I don't think I know a Gary. Yeah, that's so. <laughs>
1: handy. <laughs> there will be some Gary on your friends list that's like, oh, my God, is that me? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'll get a couple of messages on Facebook. <laughs> Catherine, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, everyone, you. for tuning in and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you all in the next episode. Peace out. There's another episode in the books. Thank you so much to Catherine for coming on. That was an awesome, awesome podcast. I love how we got really interactive with the tapping uh, and got deep into that. Uh, guys, for all the show notes, everything we spoke about in this episode, head on over to shpodcast.com.au. That's s hpodcast.com.au and thank you to all you beautiful people for tuning in, it is said the greatest gift one human being can give to another is the gift of their attention and I thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for that have a beautiful day, have a beautiful week peace, out Shift Happens I
1: can I can I can What we do in life,
0: echoes in eternity. Eternity. Eternity.